Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What is going on, everyone? Casey Adams here, and welcome back to the show. Today, I am here with David Carpenter. Thanks so much for coming on the show, David. Hey, thanks for having me, and it's an honor. So I've been looking forward to this, man. I know you just flew in from Arizona out to yeah. LA and, you know, just, you know, before this podcast, we're talking and, you know, I can just tell you right away, like your presence and energy is so contagious and uh-huh. I'm excited to dive into the conversation today. Yeah, so me I'm, too. I'm same, to same to you. So for people that may not know who you are, what you're currently doing, I'd love for you to give a high level overview of what it is before we dive in. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, thanks for having me on, by the way. It's an honor. I love all your content. I Thank can tell you. like... Me and, and me and my girlfriend were just talking like how genuine your presence is. So it's an honor, man. Like <laughs> we meet you. successful people, but good hearted people with good intentions. Those are hard to come across. So that's that's it's an honor being here with you. Um, so what I do, I'm in the insurance industry. I would say a facet that most people don't really know about. We take care of all the private benefits for like the police officers, firefighters, 44,000 private groups like the teachers, veterans. Wow. And we provide their supplemental permanent life insurance outside of work. So these guys actually endorse our company and I just help run an agency within the company of about a hundred agents right now, um, that are currently just writing business that we've, you know, taught and mentored wow. uh, and been able to scale, um, in multiple different States. So that's that currently is, what we're doing. That is incredible. So when you say insurance, it's just yes. for those subset of categories. Is that right? So, so say one more you're, time. You're saying like the difference to like the, the military or the fire Firefighters, yeah. police, teachers, like that's the subset of people that you work with? Yes, that's correct. Got it. And, and what is the company? Uh, the company is American Income Life. Our agency is actually called People First. Love that. Mm-hmm. So where did People First begin? So People First began, um, it's been four and a half years. It actually started January of 2017. And, you know, before that, it was like a very, very rough time like we were talking about before, I had a network marketing business and we, you know, we failed after five years putting blood, sweat, tears, I mean, all in just to get kind of like upset and let go. Yeah. Girlfriend left me at the time. Um, that same year I lost my older brother. I failed my insurance exam four times and had to go take it a fifth time out of state. And, uh, it was just a mess. Right. And coming into the business, I remember, uh, having to borrow money for rent like November and yeah. my rent was only 450 bucks at the time. Wow. And looking at my mom and saying like, mom, like, Hey, I'll, I'll never have to borrow money again from you. And I meant that. So I just needed an opportunity. Insurance is a great opportunity for people like myself that, you know, really didn't come for much that has like a drive and wants to do more. 
And uh, that was really when things changed. I passed my test in December of 2016. And my first policy I wrote was in January, January 4th, 2017. Wow. And that's when things really started to start to change for me. That's incredible, man. Like talking on that dark time in your life. I, I think that like, even for me, and I was telling you before, you know, I was in a neck brace for six months when I was 16 years old. And like that trauma of negativity and depression is literally the only reason I am where I am today is through suffering through that six month period of being unable to move and do these activities that I was so used to doing. So yeah. I, I'd love to hear from you. Like, what was your biggest takeaway looking back? And I'm happy to dive into it. Like, <clears throat> going through that negative dark time that you were just talking about. Yeah, that's a great question. And at, at, it is a dark time. I remember being like borderline depressed. And I'm sure, I mean, you just said that too. <laughs> totally. And it, it, it doesn't even seem like, it, why is this happening to me? But like, as soon as you change your attitude to this is happening for me, I look back and, you know, like losing my brother made me appreciate family, which I appreciate more than anything else. Um, losing a girlfriend, you know, because I wasn't financially stable made me look in the mirror and say, this has got to change. <laughs> like I have to be, I have to just change. Right. So during that time it was, I was very humble. I feel like when you're humbled, that's when you really have an opportunity to really grow yourself if you look at it the right way. So that time really just made me lock in, hungry for more. And I said, one day I'm going to tell my story from this and it's going to be great. And I'm going to be able to inspire and help other people. So honestly, that was the greatest thing that could have happened wow. to me going through all that because it made me grateful. It made me a better person. It made me more hungry. And I never take anything for granted because I know how it is to be maxed out on your credit cards, have no money. I think I had a hundred bucks to my name when I first started. Wow. Uh, so yeah. And that's, I appreciate you diving into that. Like when you, when you were going through that, like what was, I know you talked about like finding this innate drive in you, but like, wow, how, how did you come out of that? Right. Cause a lot of people, they, they may be going through something right now <laughs> and they're watching this or listening and they're just stuck. And mm -hmm. I'm sure you felt that same way as I did before. I didn't think there was an end in sight, right? I was motivated. I was thinking about what I wanted out of life, but I was just stuck in this rut mentally. Like yeah. what changed about your mindset that led you to where you are, that's whether that's daily habits or just yeah. affirmations or whatever it may be in your, in your world. You know what? I just have this mentality of things are always happening for me. And you know, in life, 99% of things, it's all about, it's all based on how you respond. It's really not based on what happens to you. Jim Rohn always talks about that, right? The same wind blows on us all. So it's all about how you respond to it. And, uh, my mentality was I need to take care of my mom. Like I keep my why in front of me. So my sister, my mom, you know, I was a man of the house at 16. My dad was in prison when I was 16. Right. Wow. And he was out of the picture. So for me, it's like, okay, <laughs> this is hard, but your mom's still working 60 hours a week. Yeah. Like, is my mom going to outwork me? Like, you still <laughs> have a little sister you need to take care of. So for me, it was like, I can't be selfish like that. So I kept my why in front of me. That was my driving passion, desire. And I really play, I believe in God and I believe God helped me through all that. And I would just remember telling myself like, hey, this is going to be an amazing story. You're going to make it through this. And when you do... Uh, you're going to you be able to help people from this. So I was just focused on that. And, uh, you know, fast forward, because of that, because of the attitude, because of God, because of, you know, just relentlessness, uh, you know, my mom, I was able to buy my mom a house, you know, gave her $100,000. Wow. 
last year to be debt-free. And she's just to see the glow on her face. Yeah. It's like, man, like you're going through pain. Just keep in mind of your why and, your, and the reason why you're doing things because it's only going to stay nighttime or hard for a moment. But once you're past that, man, it's just so worth it. Wow, that that was very well said, and I can tell the the passion that you speak with from within. Like, you know, and when I think about my family <coughs> and just hearing how you've been able to help them, it inspires me to do it more. And and I think that that is just it comes across so genuine. Um, like when when you think about your family now, like what is your family relationship? I, I'm sure you, you like as you said, you've been through a lot with your brother, and, and now <coughs> being able to help your mom and reflect yeah. on these hard moments. What, what's your relationship now, and, and how do you think about the situation knowing that you can not only provide, but you have provided and, and put in the work to look at the, what you've done thus far? Yeah, I think I never, I never forget about where I came from. And yes, I did bless them financially, but the biggest blessing you can give your family is genuine, authentic, like listening, being present in the moment. So, you know, I know that my time with my family is very limited, and when I was going through things, like, they were the only ones that were really there, you know, besides a very select few uh, friends. So for me, I'm like, I never want to take that relationship for granted. So that, putting them first, I mean, I put God first in my family, my family second, and then business, everything else after that, gives me, just it just refreshes me. It reminds me of why I'm doing it. And it also keeps me humble. It keeps me focused on the right things which obviously are bigger than you. Like I live to serve and I live yeah. to make sure my family's taken care of. Like I don't, if I didn't do that, I don't even think I'd, I'd have a reason <laughs> to be here, to yeah. be honest. hundred uh, percent. I, I love that. When you talk about your purpose and, and even taking it to like your daily, um, like your daily habits, like yeah. how, how have those changed over time? <laughs> how have you changed over time and become the man that you are today? Yeah, that's a great, that's a great question. Habits in your daily decisions are everything. I say success is your moment to moment daily decisions. So what I've learned is to model yourself and your habits after someone that has what you want. So I'm constantly a student. Like I meet people all the time. And instead of me trying to share, I know I'm on a podcast, but I'm always <laughs> trying to ask questions and listen and grow. Totally. And like, I wish I could be interviewing you to be, to be honest, <laughs> but, um, I, I focus on mind, body, spirit in the morning. So I do uh, reading. Right now I'm rereading Compound Effect, which actually is talking about, you, yeah. know, like the, the, you know, the daily decisions, the moment to moment that add up and compound over time to the, to the success that you have. Then I do, I do, you know, my prayer, meditation. I visualize my goals. I write them out, speak them out loud so I have conviction and belief behind them. And I feel the feeling of what it actually is to obtain that. And everything I've written down, including my beautiful girlfriend, uh, has actually came to pass. And um, also I do physical activity. I go work out. So I, I get those endorphins going before I attack the day. Yep. So having a good morning routine, you get to pour into yourself. And it, it allows you to be able to, to, to honestly face on any challenges because you're going to go through them every day. <laughs> Uh, yeah. If you have a great mindset and you feel good, you're going to be able to attack those things. So I love that. I, I think for me too, like, how, how does that hold up when you're traveling? Because yeah. <laughs> like for me, I'm like, I, 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 we have a trainer that we work with here and, and we, at the gym at, at the, in the building. And when it. I'm traveling though, I, I sometimes fall off my routines and, mm -hmm. and that, that's definitely a me thing. Yeah. But I'd love to know like how you manage that with a busy schedule, with a busy life, with things that occur. Like, and, and how have you adapted to different life situations that happen? Yeah. 
I love that. You know, I, I don't have the answers to that all the time because <laughs> I, I go through the same things. <laughs> totally. But there's some like non-negotiables that I'll do, like which is my, my prayer, my reading of my word, and then reading in a little bit of uh, personal development because I, I, that's what I crave. Yeah. So those are my mandatory no matter what. Sometimes I miss like writing down my goals and sometimes I miss the gym. But those like no matter what, like if, if you like no matter what, every single day I do that, like no yeah. matter what, because I, I feel weird because I built it in my routine so much if I don't. Um, and I think like, honestly, like those got to be a part of your goals too. And it's got to, you have to have a bigger reason why you're doing them, like the working out. Cause sometimes, you know, it, yeah. for me, it was easier when I didn't have a, you know, I don't want to put this on her, but it was easier. Cause I was like, Hey, I need to work on myself so much <laughs> yeah. to, to attract a beautiful woman. Right. Yeah. So if I'm yeah. not working out, she might meet someone that is, and that's a separating <laughs> factor. Yeah. So uh, I would say like finding a new goal, finding a new reason to like, make sure that, you know, that's still part of, you know, the daily routine, no matter what. Love that. Just to change gears a little yeah. bit, um, I want to talk about leadership like in, in business and life. Love that. Um, how do you think about leadership in your business and how has it potentially changed over time with as you guys have scaled uh, the company? Great question. I love leadership. I'm blessed to have an amazing mentor. Shout out to you, Dustin Vinnie Kemp, who's leads from his heart, who's selfless, that believed in me more than I even believed in myself, that painted a vision when I didn't have vision. Um, I think leadership is all about the sacrifice of oneself for the bettering of your team. Like there's a, there's a saying that leaders eat last and that's what I believe. Like you got to be the first one up, last one out the door. You have to oversee everything. Everything is your fault. Okay. And when you win, it's all about your team. Like leadership is all about being like sacrificial. When I first started as a leader, it wasn't like that. It was all about me and I failed. Uh, because people were leaving me, it, I, ca- I came off greedy, even though it wasn't th- that, you know, in reality, that's not, not how I felt. And I, it came off selfish because I wanted the recognition now, maturing as a leader, being in the industry for, you know, almost five years now, I don't want any of it. Like, I just want to see my people recognize. I just want to see my people win. And I have more gratitude. I feel better. I don't even care about, you know, the hundreds of thousands, whatever that, you know, you can make. Like, that's great, and I've been able to help people with that, like, uh, you know, you know, monthly. But when I have a guy that is doing the same thing or better, I get this incredible feeling. I love seeing people achieve their goals and win. That's what honestly makes me fulfilled. Um, so I think leadership is really about intentions. And when you're operating on, on your highest values, where you're focused on other people way more than yourself – you have an intuition and, and a, almost like a God sense on how to help other people, which obviously if you help other people get what they want, whatever you want comes automatically. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you talk about this idea of mentorship. You give a shout out to him. How, have you always had a mentor in your life? And, and what does mentorship mean to you? Yeah, great question. Um, I didn't, I mean, I had mentors, but I wouldn't say there was the best mentors. And, you know, before I used to look and focus on, okay, do they have financially what I want? Now I look at, hey, like, are they happy? Are they, yes, are they successful? Are they amazing? But how's their life? How's their quality of life? How do they treat other people? Because the way you model yourself after someone, like, you're going to get what they have, right? Do what you do, you get what they have every time. So um, I'm blessed to find him. It was something that I was really focused on and I was praying about and I was searching for when I found him. And then I think you got to be a great student to be able to attract a great mentor and show 
Like, you got to show up earlier. He tells you to do something, it's done before he even gives you the date. Like, yeah. I had to work for having a good mentor. Like, it's not like he yeah. just showed up. I was, like, I was hungry. I was separated myself. Like, I wanted his time and his attention because if I knew if I earned that, he can get me to the next level. So that's that's just, yeah. That's awesome. That's I always think, ask myself, it's like, what do I want to, to learn today, right? Because yeah. I think mentors come in so many different forms, whether that's a person or someone that's older than you, younger than you, whatever it may be. And I think that, you know, from, and we were talking about this before, but like, I remember sitting there at 16 and, and I was so confused. I'm like, what does having a mentor mean? Is it, is it someone that just holds your hand through the process? Is it someone that tells you what you need to hear is a little <laughs> bit of everything? Like, how do I find a mentor? And then yeah. I realized over the years, I'm like, I have mentors all around me at every moment, mm -hmm. including yourself and anyone that I have a conversation with, because you can learn th th by the smallest things of what they do and how they treat people. And if you really think about it like that, I think that mentorship is something that a lot of people um, overlook when yeah. you have true mentors all around you, whether that's good or bad. Yeah. So I, I love that. And for you and both of us, like it was diving into personal development at first when we didn't have a physical mentor. Absolutely. Just like sharpening your mind because there's so much mentorship out there. You just got to look for it. Good podcasts like this. Like shout out to you guys listening to this. Like <laughs> that just shows that you want to better your life. Yeah. So that's the first step is like the desire and the want to change and to, and to want to do better. And I think when you're ready for a great mentor, that's when he'll show up. Absolutely. Shout out to Dave Melter. We were talking about him before. He, yes. he's, he's been a mentor for me for, for <laughs> years to come. Yes. Incredible, incredible human being, man. He's amazing. So we, um, we were talking before, but we have a lot of similar people in our network. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to talk about just networking, how you think about it, the people in your life and, and really what it means to you. Because I think for me, the network I've built mainly through the podcast has been, you know, it's the reason why I just recently closed my funding round. It's the reason why I'm able to attract all these great people is because of this network I have for different deal flow. So how do you think about networking? Because for me, it's very important. And I know with what, how you've got to where you are, I'm sure it's important to you as well. Yeah. Great question. So network, your network is your net worth. You hear it all the time, but you're literally one conversation away from making millions of dollars and one handshake away from changing your life. So I think networking is everything. David Meltzer actually gave me some of the best advice I've ever gotten. He says, I check my email address every month to see how much I've asked for help from other people to like just meet other people and pick their brains. And I mean, that's everything. Like, you got to be constantly networking, constantly trying to sharpen yourself from other people that have what you want. So networking's amazing. I definitely want to say, like, make sure you network with good people because just as fast as you can turn into, like, an amazing human being, <laughs> if you're around the wrong person just because, like, they're successful, you can, you can start to see your values and everything drop too. But networking is everything. I'm, like, just, I'm, I'm sure, like, you're the same way. You got to keep your circle very, very... Uh, like, you know, I would say small, but with the network, you eventually can meet someone that is your greatest friend, like a great, you know, the greatest person in your life. Like it happened to me later on in your life, you know, just because you're, you're searching to add value to someone else. And in return, if you're not trying to take from that person, just try to add value or give and how you can help that person, even if they might be more successful than you. Yep. that person will turn around and they're going to want to help you and in, in advance, like they'll see the genuineness there because people don't want to be taken advantage of. So that's just a tip. If you're trying to network with high level individuals, focus on what you can give and compliment and make them feel good and be a great listener. Love that. Uh, I know we didn't really touch on it in the, in, the, in the beginning, but I'd love to know, and I'm sure the people are curious as well, like your childhood, you know, like what were your, what's the origin story of Dave, David, excuse me, 
And like, where did you come from? What was your experience like as a young kid? What were your passions? Because I think that's so important to what shapes an individual, in my opinion. So I'd love to hear about it. Yeah, great question. So I was born and raised in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, My mom was originally from Trinidad. She moved to Jersey, Jersey to Phoenix. She met my dad. That's where I was born in, uh, in, in Phoenix, Arizona. And I grew up playing sports. Basketball is my passion. I was actually better at football, though. Okay. Uh, I loved, you know, I just love sports in general, like being competitive, like just I was a workhorse, man. Like <laughs> I was never the most talented, yeah. but I was like the first, like I was the last one done, like the first one done in sprints, like even though I was not as athletic, yep. just love pushing myself out of my comfort zone. And I think sports is what developed that. And then it continued on because, um, you know, I got into business and I could apply what I learned in sports into business of being an entrepreneur. And yep. I became obsessed with that to be able to like obviously help my family. Um, but that, that that's pretty much, you know, the short story of it. I love that. I talk about that all the time too, like sports. Cause I, I grew up, I played hockey for 10 years. I picked yeah. up a hockey stick when I was like three years old, did that. Then I played the cross, then I played football and then I got injured. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so like, it, it's everything to me. Like, and I'd love to dive into that. Cause I think this, I've even talked to Dave about this before. It's like the sports mentality in mm-hmm. business. There's so many like synergies between both of them and how yeah. you think about it when it comes to leadership and team building and just culture part of an organization. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd, I'd love to like ask you, like, do you still think about um, leadership in, in the business world in the same way you think about sports and how do you think they overlap in your opinion? Yeah. I would say leading from the front, right. You're not going to be a team captain unless you're scoring the most or like hustling the most. So just like in sports, you can't expect to be the best um, unless obviously you're leaning from the front. The next thing is like, you got to be putting in more work. Like I'm sure you remember the the long, like the practices, but also practicing more than anyone else would to make sure that you were sharp and prepared for when you actually hit the game. Yep. See, I think people like we often forget about how much preparation that came into just showing up for an hour game. Right. Yeah. And that's the same thing. <laughs> I'm getting flashbacks. Just thinking oh my about God. <laughs> yeah. Which those sucked by the way. Yeah. I hated every single minute of it. Everyone wants to be a champion. No one wants to put in the work. Right. But man, those practices, those sprints, those workouts made the difference between you winning that game or losing. So it's the same thing for my, in my opinion, for being an entrepreneur. I love that. Do you remember, um, cause like for me, when I think about like my last game as an athlete or when I got <laughs> injured, I, I have these vivid memories. Yeah. Do you, do you have like a transitionary point in your life where you like stopped playing sports or mm-hmm. just, you know, like what was that transition in your life? Cause I, it was, it was impactful for me now, yeah. maybe not for you, but <laughs> yeah. I, I'd love to hear about that. Yeah. I mean, it was borderline depressing to be honest, because you, you just like, I mean, for me, I just dreamt of like, I remember watching like, like Mike and, yeah. uh, uh, the Looney Tunes, um, you know, that movie with Michael Jordan. Right. And just like watching these guys and like dreaming of being in the NBA, yeah. right. And being a professional athlete. And that's how I was going to make it. And when you have to step out of it, like I stepped out of it in high school after, you know, we lost in the playoffs. So, you know, it was honestly not the best way to go out and hanging up that jersey. Like I knew that was when I was already in network marketing. So I had a direction and I was like, okay, I'm just going to give this everything I got. So I was thankful for the sport, but it was bittersweet because you just like, I mean, man, you put in all that time and energy, but it wasn't wasted because that same mentality you take into everything you do in life. Absolutely. I want to talk about the future. Um, 
I always ask people, you know, like what excites you the most in what you're doing and, yeah. and what, what pulls you as a leader and as an entrepreneur? I love that. Well, for me, uh, it's really not the money as much anymore. Like I chase, I chase more of the impact now because the money's a byproduct of it. And when you get to the point where money's really not an issue anymore, life is like, it's very, it's beautiful. I'm not saying money, money is not the root of all evil. Money is amazing. You can do so many amazing things. You need to have a lot of it, especially in the world we live in now. But what excites me is seeing us be the number one agency, which means we have more people making, you know, six, seven figures than anybody else. We've uh, helped so many people change their lives drastically and seeing them pay off their parents' debts and mortgages and buy houses. And, you know, I'm getting into a nonprofit. You know, I love and, you know, I'm going to have some of our guys come out, help people that are less fortunate. Like that stuff drives me. And then also the, becoming the best version of myself. Like I'm obsessed with getting better. That's my line is like, let's get better 1% every day. Yep. And um, chasing after a goal, it's based on like who you're going to become because we have so much potential and so much go, you know, so much that we can tap into and do. And so like, it's unlimited. So I want to just make sure by the end of my last breath, I gave it all I got right. And inspired as many people as possible. So I'm excited about that. Like I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's very well said. And, and I think too, like even if you think about the podcast, I know you've been on some incredible podcasts and have this incredible brand on social media. When was, when did you start building that aspect of your life? Cause I think there's, you know, there's impact you make in, in the people around you, but then, you know, taking it a leather, a, a layer deeper, if yeah. you, you have this presence now on social you can impact people that you may not even know you're impacting. Oh, and I'm sure you've gotten messages yeah. just from people that have maybe watched your content or listened to a podcast you've been on. And, you know, I, I want to ask you, like, when did you start building your brand and how has that impact uh, impacted your life? Such a great question. Uh, and I know you know this more than anyone, but <laughs> <laughs> what building a brand like just allows you to have influence, people to take you more serious. It also allows you to be a light too. You know, because the more you dive in and the more you try to help people, like people are searching for that, right? And oh, yeah. uh, and it opens up new doors. I would say it opens up new doors. It allows you to sharpen your skill, broadens your network. Uh, so many great opportunities come from building it, but also a lot of fulfillment, like you were saying, like getting those messages is an amazing thing. Gives you a platform to just be yourself. So like be yourself genuinely and people are going to love the content, especially if you love it, right? You'll eventually attract people that, are on the same mission as you. Absolutely. Do you have um? Do you have like a a favorite? Not a favorite, but like who who is your ideal role model and mentor? If you talk, if you think about like the most successful people in the world, man, that's that's a great question. I'd have I would say well in the person development space, I would say like Ed Milet. Like okay. he's amazing. He just I saw he just signed a deal with SiriusXM for his show, his what? podcast, Ed Milet Show. Crazy. He's incredible. Dude, it, amazing. And he's an amazing human being. Uh, he came from the same space, the insurance world, scaled it, had yep. money, invested, built other companies. So that's honestly what I'm going to be doing too. So he's just a role model of what I want to be. And then also yeah. the podcast, like so are you, man. This is incredible. Thank you. Uh, so I would I say him it. in that space. Um you know, my, my family inspires me as in obviously being great parents. Like I have great parents, even though, you know, we didn't have most, uh, growing up financially, amazing people like poured into me in other ways that I needed. And, uh, I would say my current business mentor too, because you know, him, the way he conducts business and, and you know, the way he is, 
is integrity, character, making decisions that are right every time, even when it doesn't even make sense. Like that inspires me too. So uh, those, I would say those are the most influential people to me, but I admire uh, like pretty much anyone who's out there killing it like yourself. <laughs> I, I love yeah. that. I appreciate it. Yeah. If you were to look back in time, I, I'm 21 for reference and for people listening, maybe they're young, maybe they're old, who knows, but what would your advice be to your 21 year old self and why? Wow. 21. You're a lot farther along <laughs> than I was at 21. <laughs> My 21 year old self, I would tell him hey, uh, stay a little bit more focused, like work a little bit harder, do a little bit more work on yourself. Um, watch who you're surrounding yourself with. Make sure they're good quality human beings and people that are, are focused on their vision and where you want to go. It's, it's okay to say no more. It's okay to party less. Okay, you're not missing out on anything. <laughs> I would say it's okay to drink less, right? Uh, I would say, um, I would say, and just love every moment of it because life is goes by so quick uh, and I would also tell myself like everything's going to be okay like even when you go through that dark year which was I was it was actually 21 22 wow I would just say you know just keep going like you're thinking the right way but literally like your life's going to change just just keep the faith keep going that's very well said I'm gonna have to you're gonna have to watch that clip in a couple of years that was impactful and I'm sure <laughs> it's like but those are so like they're timeless philosophies and, and I think just like me hearing that I I learned something just in that moment where I'm like I agree with that I agree with that even I'm 21 now right like, <laughs> I, I know that I, I could you know everyone could be working harder and be, you know fulfilling their dreams in a, in a more deeper impactful way so yeah. I, I appreciate you for sharing that of course a, a couple more questions before we wrap up here David and, and this is, a lot of people have different answers to this, but when you think about your purpose, what do you want your purpose to be? And, you know, what, what do you think about like 50, 60 years into the future? Because I think this, this question, it can be very interesting because everyone has a different approach to it, right? Yeah. Like when I asked Larry King that question, he's, he was 87 years old before, before he passed away. And, and I asked him these questions because everyone has a different thought process about the future and what yeah. they want for themselves and what the, what they want for the world. Mm -hmm. So like when you think about the future and your purpose, um, what does purpose mean to you? Wow. That's a phenomenal question. I would, I mean, I have goals and visions and the purpose behind it is again, becoming the best version of myself, taking a lot of people with me, like leaving it all on the line, making sure that, you know, they, the people I care about the most are taken care of. Um, but building, eventually building that podcast so I can have mess, great messages like you do. You change so many people's lives just from, you know, your talent, which is your voice, your intellect, like your heart. And also build and scale businesses, having investments going because I want to impact and pour into other people. There's a lot of starving people that if you just had a little bit more money, you could go change that person's life. So, you know, having a billion dollar agency, like yeah. doing a billion in sales a year, just like. That, that, that's what I want to go after, helping thousands of people make six figures, hundreds of people make millions of dollars. Like, I want to have that much impact to be like, hey, when I'm all said and done, people don't remember the money I made. They remember, that guy was good. That guy was a good-hearted dude. Like, that guy worked his butt off. That guy cared genuinely. And that Absolutely. guy made a difference in my life. And, uh, you know, because of him, because of the way he treated me, even when he was successful, like, I want to go, I'm going to be successful and I'm going to treat other people well. And I want to start that ripple effect uh, in this in this world because more people need 
that. People chasing their dreams, but people need good people. Like when you get the influence, just make sure that you don't make people feel less than. Make sure you're pouring into people. Make sure you remember where you came from and make sure you make it about your why and the people you love. I, I absolutely love that. Very, again, well said. Last thing before we wrap up, wrap up here, David, for everyone that's watching and has tuned in for this long, where is the best place for them to learn more about you, your company, and stay along for the journey? Yeah, I would say on Instagram, that's my number one platform. It's David E. Carpenter underscore. And my website is davidecarpenter.com. If you want to look, uh, look for more information on the company and what I do, just go to my website and uh, there'll be some questionnaires, videos, and things that you can watch. Incredible. Well, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in today's episode. David, thank you so much for coming yeah, on the show, you. man. I appreciate it. I yeah, appreciate you.